Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. And uh, uh, if there's any time in in our uh, society, or let me say it another, any time in history that fathers need to be uh, appreciated and fathers need to stand out and take the lead, it's this generation. Amen. And uh, we, we, we appreciate the fathers that are here today. Fathers lead their families. They don't drive them. And uh, that's the nature of our Heavenly Father. And this is not only Father's Day, but it is the Father's Day. I'm talking about it is His time. Uh, not just this 24-hour period. This is the end of an age. And because we're at an end of an age, this is the time that the Father says, I'm going to take over. If you want to know what all the nonsense is going on in our world, it's going on because the Father is, is setting something up that the world system despises, hates, and, and, and a showdown between God and the devil is going to take place on this planet, not short, shortly, just shortly, not far down the road. You get to live in the time period, the privilege whereby you're going to get to see your heavenly Father show himself strong on behalf of his people. Amen. Amen. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, in case you don't, you know, if you haven't been around, haven't been, you know, up to par, I'm going to catch you up to par. Some of us are dressed in camouflage. And uh, the reason why we are is I requested it. And uh, so uh, it's not a, a mandatory thing, so just chill out. There's a reason. I'm going to do some explaining here in a minute, and it's going to help us to get some revelation knowledge that maybe we haven't. Uh, had. We've started a series for this whole month. The whole month is the subject of the person of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is the person of Jesus Himself. Jesus came, we're not going to go back and go over all of this, but Jesus came not only to forgive you of your sins, but to qualify you for the Holy Spirit to live inside you. Jesus said, it is necessary that I go away, for if I don't go away, the Comforter will not come. And he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send someone. I'm going away. And, and he said, you know, uh, you're sad about that right now. But he said, when this time period comes, you're going to rejoice. And the Holy Spirit, and we're here again. I'm not going to I'm just getting you just this little foundation right here. The Bible talks about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest things that people get freaked out over when we talk about the Holy Spirit is the book of Acts. When we get in the, be the beginning of it and we talk about speaking in tongues, a lot of people think that speaking in tongues, and when we talk about speaking in tongues, we're talking about speaking in the language of the Spirit, not a human language. It's a language of the Holy Spirit. Now, God can cause a person to speak in another tongue that is another tongue they haven't learned by the Spirit, and it be a tongue that somebody else 
has been learned in. But there's also a reference to, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the tongues of angels. We never talk about that, the tongues of angels. And so uh, people get freaked out about that because they don't have no understanding of it. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to abide in our born-again spirit forever. Say that with me, forever. forever. Okay, he wants, he's going, that's the whole purpose why Jesus came, is so his spirit could live in you. Okay? And it's going to unfold in a truth here in a moment that I believe that you will get understanding of what this is all about. The camouflage, you do know what camouflage is for, don't you? It's not a fashion statement. Are y'all with me? Yes. All right. It's not something you wear because it's popular. True camouflage is for a reason. It's to hide you. Are you following me? The Bible says the righteous, the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into it, into it, into it, and are saved. Wow. So camouflage is to hide you. You ever heard, you ever seen a gecko? You know what a, not geico. Gecko. You know what a gecko is. A gecko is that lizard that if, it, if it's on a brown piece of wood, it, its skin kind of turns that, that tone so it blends in and is hidden up on that post. Now, if it jumps off, gets into the grass or on a green plant, it turns green and so on and so forth. Well, the Holy Spirit hides us. Now, what it hides us in is the power... The personality, yes. the nature, the character of Jesus. Amen. If we as believers only understood what Jesus really paid for. He paid for, for you to be able to live hiding in his presence. To where the devil cannot distinguish you from Jesus himself. Okay? It's going to get interesting today. Y'all ready for interesting? Okay. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, you've heard this verse probably several times in the last few months, but I want to go back to it again. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how, and I'll be reading out of the King James, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, the word anoint, I want you to get this, means to rub in. If you have dry hands, you take hand lotion, you put it on, and you rub it in. What does it do? It goes into your skin, refreshes it, and makes a dry, calloused, uh, crackly hand soft again, pliable. Okay? 
Well, it says right here that God, the Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. What did he do? He rubbed himself into the man, Christ Jesus, with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, I want to show you something here that is very important before we go there. I want to help you to see something. Jesus not only came to be our Savior, number one, that's first. Number two, He came and lived on this planet to exemplify, everybody say exemplify, a standard of living whereby... We could live, but not without His Spirit. Are you all here? Yes. Everybody here? Yes. Okay. Now we read that God had anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Go with me to the book of Luke chapter 4. And while you're turning to Luke chapter 4, let me give you a little uh, breakdown of this because you'll see this and Pastor Zona's went over it recently. But I want to just touch on something real quick. And these will just be reading verses 28 through 30. But in here you're going to see that after he's baptized with the Holy Spirit, Chapter 4, verse 1 says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned into Jordan, was led by the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil forty days. Okay? And what he was after, God rubbed his nature, his character, and his power, his, his, his ability into the spirit of the man. Jesus was all man, but he's also all God. Okay? Jesus lived on the earth for 30 years as, 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 as just an ordinary man, a carpenter. Now, he wasn't an ordinary man. We know that. But he lived those 30 years just like you and I as a carpenter. Okay? But when he was baptized in the river Jordan, the Holy Spirit, he came up out of that water and the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. And that's when God, the Father, rubbed his nature, his character, his ability uh, on the man, Jesus. Are you, everybody with me? Yes. Okay. Now, after that happens, immediately the Holy Spirit... Him being full of the Holy Spirit was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days. You go read that whole story. I don't have time for that because of something I want to be specific on. But guess what? Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, overcame every temptation of the devil. Here's, here's the problem that we have. That was Jesus, and this is me. I told God that one time. I said, yeah, but that's you, and that ain't me. He said, that's the problem. You're supposed to lose your identity in me. Because, see, you're conscious of all your shortcomings. I'm conscious of all, all I paid for and all my overcoming power that I put within you. And you know something else? 
when we get to heaven, God's going to ask you, what did you do with my anointing that I put on you through the Holy Ghost? Do you know that the Bible says that when we get to heaven, every believer, I'm talking about believer now, is going to stand before God and give account to Him. And that judgment is called the judgment seat of Christ. That means that Jesus is going to stand there and say, I want you to give me an account for what you did with my Holy Ghost and power while you were here on earth. Well, I didn't. I thought that was done away with. Well, what you thought and what I said are two different things. You're going to have to give account to it. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Oh, man, y'all, I'm good thing that these lights are blinding my eyesight so I can't quite see your face. You can thank God that we got bright lights so that your face can be hid from me. Okay, now, Jesus defeats the devil. He's showing us how. Everybody say how. Okay. Jesus had to fast for 40 days to go to the weakest point. Okay. To show us that at our weakest moment, by the power of the Holy Spirit, with the word of Almighty God, we can overcome every temptation. Well, I thought that'd be good news. Because, see, we've been hounded by well-meaning, ignorant speakers that we just all sin daily and we're just, you know, reminding us of all of our shortcomings all the time. Jesus is reminding us of everything that He's paid for. Amen. Are you following? That ought to be good news to you. Amen. After He gets through, He goes to His own hometown. And the Bible says that He was, His, the anointing, His presence was there to heal their sick. But after He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me, to preach the gospel to the poor and so on and so forth. He closed the book and he said, Today this verse is fulfilled. It is fulfilled in your ears. Amen. Present to heal every one of them. Amen. And they got to talking among themselves from a fleshly standpoint and started trying to analyze everything. And they talked themselves right out with fallen human nature right out of believing that the presence of God was there. And look at verse 28. And when they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. Instead of, you know, I've had people get mad at me. I can tell when they're mad at me. They're just mad at me. When, when I'm preaching. Just angry. And I, t I, I get it. They're not mad at me. They're mad at the Word. Okay? I've sat in services where I was mad. I'll never forget one time when was, we was in a minister's conference. Everybody there was enjoying it. I was just saying, this is when I first met Buddy Bill. And, and, and Zona looked at me. Everybody else was enjoying it. Zona was punching me. What is wrong with you? I said, it ain't funny. <laughs> at least when I got you mad at you, you're hearing me. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're mad at me, you know. And, and he said, it ain't, I said, it ain't funny. 
I said, and the reason why I said it ain't funny because it was true, everything they're saying. You know, truth has a way of just slapping you upside the head. It doesn't come to you nicely and says, now I'm just the truth and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caress you today. <laughs> Hello. When my wife speaks the truth to me, she's got that eyebrow cocked. <laughs> we'll caress later. All right, look at this. And, and they were filled with wrath, verse 29, and rose up, they rose up, watch this, and thrust him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill wherein the city was built, that they might cast him dead down headlong. They was going to throw him off the cliff. Now, stay with this. This is the exciting part. Yeah. woo -hoo! But he passing through the midst of them went his way. Amen. The Holy Ghost blinded them so they could not fulfill their evil desire upon him. Now, if you'll grab this, it'll help you understand that when society and our culture gets aggravated and wants to persecute you, and you can remember this right now, that same kind of a spirit was a hold of that crowd in that synagogue. And they were going to kill Jesus. But guess what? The anointing of the Father hid him from their view. In this day and age, you better teach this to your children. You better teach it to them. So when you as a parent can't be around them, God, they can yield to the Holy Ghost and God can obscure the devil's view and look right over them. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Praise the Lord. You say, Pastor Ronnie, I've never heard anything like this. I know, that's why I'm teaching it. Amen. We're living in serious moments. You can't take each moment for granted. God can absolutely camouflage your children from the evil of the day. Amen. Jesus, amen. Glory to God. If I was you, I wouldn't I would let my child go to school and say, until I set them in that car and I said, we, you ain't leaving until I cover you with the blood of Jesus. Amen. And let me say this to you. You need to get your children filled with the Holy Ghost at an early age. Here's why so that they can pray in tongues when mom and dad's not around, yielding to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Nice. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to have a good time whether you do or not. Amen. I know this stuff works. Okay. Now, just to give you this, Jesus slips right through the midst of them. The Bible didn't say that he hid out behind the, the door until they all passed by. He said he walked right through the midst of them. Right through the midst of them. You know how many times I've heard missionaries tell through the years from a, from a, from a little kid on, on up through the years tell how they were smuggling Bibles into countries where it was illegal. 
being stopped by the border patrols. Going through all their stuff and they couldn't see the Bibles. It was amazing. He said, we don't know how they couldn't see them. But they couldn't see them. Glory to God. Is that, do I have anybody at church today? This stuff works, but you're going to have to begin to apply it. God camouflaged those Bibles for the hungry souls that was in that nation. There was, uh, I think the, the organization was called the, the uh, Bible Smugglers or something like that. Hello. If you're going to break the law, break it on a good reason. Because that's a stupid law and it violates the law of God. Now, let me give you two other incidences. Just so you'll know that this didn't happen one time. John chapter 8, verse 59, happened again. John chapter 10, verse 39, happened again. One time they picked up stones to stone him. He just slipped right through them. <laughs> Glory to God. Three times Jesus did that. Now, do you understand that if you will hear these things, you can have faith. Your faith can begin to build in that area. Amen. Are you... Y'all excited? Amen. Glory to God. Listen, confiscating somebody's gun does not protect your children. No. Okay? That does not protect your children. That's how foolish politicians are. This is the issue of faith. Do you understand we're in a spiritual warfare? Yes. And the reason why there's a... There, there's a, 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 a Clash and there is a, a cultural war is because the body of Christ hasn't understood how to fight their spiritual war yet. But we're learning. Amen. Things are changing. Glory to God. Now, go with me to Galatians chapter 3. Woo, man, I hope you're ready for this one. Amen. Galatians chapter 3. Let's look here at verse number 25 through 27. Now, when you start looking at verse 20, chapter 3, you're going to start seeing that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We started understanding what he paid for. Okay? And, uh, and it gets down to verse 25. But after that faith is come, faith in what? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is come. We are no longer under the schoolmaster of regulation. Why? Because it's not an external regulation, it's an internal reality. Say, I want you to hear that, what I just said. Pay attention. You're going to take notes. Take this one out, right now. Jesus moved it out of an external regulation to an internal reality. It's called new creation realities. What I'm talking about is not some kind of sermon to entertain you. What I'm talking about, this is a reality in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. For when faith has come, we're no longer under the schoolmaster, which was external regulation. 
For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm a child of God. Okay. Listen, you are just as much a child of the Heavenly Father as Jesus is the child of the Heavenly Father. His, listen carefully, I'm going to make a statement here. Grab this. Jesus' miraculous virgin birth and our new birth in Christ Jesus is on the same level. It took the power of God to produce the miracle. Are you following me? So Jesus is showing us by example how we're going to be born into the kingdom of God and now the kingdom of God realities through the Holy Spirit we can live on earth. That's why he said, I'm not going to leave you without a comforter. He wasn't talking about a blanket for you to cuddle up in. He's talking about someone will teach you and guide you and lead you into the truth of these realities because they are not fantasies of a world after you die. They are realities here and now. Amen. Are you understanding? Amen. Glory to God. That ought to make you excited. Watch carefully. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now he's talking about, he's not just talking about water baptism here. He's actually talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For the, 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 the name Christ or the word Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. How God in Acts 10.38 anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. What did he anointing with? The Holy Ghost and with what? Power. Alright? That word Christ means the anointing of Jesus and the same power that was upon him now comes upon the body of Christ, which we are members of. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay? Everybody with that? Yes. Amen. Okay. Woo, man. I hope you're getting excited. I'm really excited. Watch carefully. You have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Now listen to this phrase. That phrase, put on, is, it, it, it has a meaning that sometimes we don't get. He's not talking about faking it, like being a put on. It's not what that context of that word, that phrase means. This is what it means. In the sense of sinking into a garment. How many of you know that you can go and pull your clothes out of your closet on a hanger? But they don't look good until you are sunk into them. Amen. Guess what they do? They make you look good. Right. 
We're so grateful that you sunk into your clothes this morning. <laughs> huh? They make you look good. Right? <laughs> Listen to the rest of it. It's going to get even more exciting. It means to invest with clothing. To invest with clothing. He's not talking about buying them now. He's talking about putting yourself in them. Also means to array or clothe with. Now here's a word that I want to show you. This last word. Jesus told them to go wait until they be endued with power from on high. This word here, this, this, this next word is the word that phrase put on. In do. In do. So, what Jesus came to do by sending the Holy Spirit is to clothe you with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say clothe. He wants you to sink into the clothing of the Holy Spirit. It's a clothing of the nature, the character, the ability of Jesus himself. Are you following? I'm going to give you an illustration here in a minute I think you'll grasp. Okay? I just write these down. I'm not going to take, take time to read them. But in Ephesians 4, 24, it says, Put on the new man. It means being dude with the new man. In other words, sink yourself into the new man. Put off the old man. Put on the new man. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 says, Put on the new man. And here's what Colossians 3, 12 says. Put on charity in the King James, but it really means to put on the God kind of love. In other words, clothe yourself with the love of God. Amen. Get yourself sunk into that clothing. Now, glory to God. I remember my dad telling a story. Of course, I wasn't there when my dad was a little boy, but I remember him telling it, repeating it, repeating it often. When he was a little boy, I think he's in grade school, maybe fourth, fifth grade. And every day on his way home from school, a big bully, bigger than him, was always picking on him. Always trying to fight him, picking on him all the time, all the time, all the time. One day he came home and uh, he'd been beat up kind of, you know, and. My dad's older brother, oldest brother, Uncle Leon, asked him what happened. And he told him, and Uncle Leon knew who, it, who he was. And he said, tomorrow, when you get out of school, when the school bell rings, you meet me in the restroom. Uncle Leon was about the same size as my dad. And he said, we're going to change clothes. And so, the next day, the school bell rang at the end of the class, end of the day, and so he met Uncle Leon in the restroom, and they changed clothes. Uncle Leon walked home just like 
My dad used to walk home, and out comes this bully. Catches him from behind, and thinks he's got my dad, but he got a hold of Uncle, Uncle Leon. <laughs> Let's just say that that bully never bothered my dad again. <laughs> now, the point of this story that I'm telling you, that's what Jesus came to do. The devil kept bullying you, bullying you because you had the clothing of sinful nature. Jesus came in the likeness of that sinful nature and changed clothes with you. And when he took yours, he also gave you his. Are you following me? So when that bully starts picking on you, you just turn the clothes loose. And the clothing of the, of the Lord Jesus through the Holy Spirit is going to do the work on the bully. Turn in neighbor and say, that devil ain't going to bully me no more. Now, go with me to the book. Let me, let me read this to you real quick. Let me read that same verse in Galatians, those same verses, out of the message translation. Do you have that, guys? If you do, I want to pull it up here on the screen. If you don't, I'll read it out of here. It's probably faster. All right. Look at this. 25 through 27. All right. But now, this is a message translation. But now you have arrived at your destination. What was your destination? By faith in Christ Jesus, you are in direct relationship with God. That's the destination, not heaven. Not a planet called heaven. Okay? Your baptism in Christ was not, was not just washing you up for a fresh start. That's what everybody thinks. That's all there is to it. It wasn't just to wash you up for a fresh start. It also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe. Christ-like. The fulfillment of the original promise. The original promise is I'm going to put a robe on you. And it's the robe of the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Yes. So now the devil has no grounds to bully you. And if he dare try, he's going to come up against that robe that you have. Amen. Are you following me? That's the personality of Jesus. Glory to God. I don't, man, I know you're thinking. You're thinking. I, I, I get it. You're thinking. All right. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Glory to God. I'm excited. Ephesians chapter 6. Remember that phrase, put on. We'll read verses 10 through 18 out of the King James. I will read it before we're through out of the message translation. Listen to this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to uh, withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having the, on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the darts of the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in, in the Spirit, and watching whereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, here's what I want you to see about that, those particular verses out of the King James. The breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth. Hello. All of that is His armor. That's the armor of Jesus. Nice. That's how he, he whooped the devil. Everybody say whooped. Whoa. The devil in the wilderness those 40 days. And he gave you that armor to put on. Everybody say put on. Put on. Because when you put it on, when you clothe yourself with it, when you sink yourself into that clothing, the devil cannot distinguish who he's dealing with. That's why the devil wants you to always be sidetracked and always have a focus of your life on carnal things so you won't put on that whole armor. Now look at me. I've got a camouflage shirt on. But how many of you know these wide arms aren't camouflage? <laughs> I'm exposed there, aren't I? Right. What well, do you think the devil's going to go for the camouflaged area or do you think he's going to go to the exposed area? Exposed. Now listen very carefully because I'm, I'm, I'm going to shake you up. Too many Christians go to church, study the Bible, pray enough just to get a portion of the armor. If I was out dove hunting, and I'm going to use it because I've never been in the military, so I'm going to use it from the thing, uh, point of hunting about camouflage. If I was out dove hunting, you need to have camouflage because dove can see and got good eyesight. And if I'm out dove hunting and, and the doves are flying and they see these white gringo arms, <laughs> they, they're going to take off somewhere else. I was always told, Ronnie, don't ever go dove hunting wearing white. What is I'm clothed with? <laughs> I mean, I wear a cap to hide the white. Why? Because it, they can see it. Okay? They can see it. Did you know that the Bible says your life is hid with Christ and God? But a lot of times we, we, don't, we don't understand. My whole life is wrapped up in Christ. Our lives as believers are supposed to be wrapped up in Christ. 
And sometimes, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to wear, I don't want to wear that. I want this right here is a fashion statement. <laughs> this is no, no serious dove hunter would do what I'm talking about right now. They wouldn't dress like this. I'm being nice to be fashionable for you. <laughs> Are you following me? If you're going to be a serious dove hunter, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta cloak it out, man. Now, if you're going to go deer hunting, it's even more. When this is my deer hunting rig right here. If you want success. Just stay with it. You can, you can have a little moment of silence in the church. This is exactly what I do. Wow. Y'all notice I got one leg in? Put your right leg in. Shake it all about. <laughs> kind of clothed except you got to have your headgear you know a lot of Christians leave church without any headgear because you got to renew your mind now if I was going to do any bow hunting I still got a problem I got a face problem it take me more time than I have to do to put my camouflage makeup on. <laughs> and you gotta, and the thing about it is you gotta practice it. You follow what I'm saying? If you're serious, you know it's about time in our generation that the body of Christ becomes serious about this God thing. Amen. God's got some stuff He wants done. Amen. This is His time. He don't mind helping you, but when are you going to cooperate to help Him what He wants done? If you have any chance of success and fulfilling you're really called for. You're going to have to be clothed with the anointing. Amen. Every day. Amen. Not part-time. Every day. Amen. Do you have that microphone over there still, Pastor Zona? Could you turn it on for me? David, I want you to come up here. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't ask you about this. I'm kind of telling you. <laughs> is, is it on? Yes, sir. Okay. The other day you were talking about when you lived in Louisiana. Sir? The other day you were talking about you went to a church 
Pentecostal church mm -hmm. before you went to work at the prison? Yes, sir. Okay. You went to work at the prison. You were supposed to go that night after the meeting. After the meeting at church. Okay. And there was a Holy Ghost firing, fiery preaching going on. Yes, sir. It was full Pentecostal. People running around the, the auditorium. Stacy had been attending a while before I had been going to church because I worked night shift. Walked in there, got slain in the Holy Ghost. Okay. And I was in my uniform and had to go to work that night. And I worked uh, at SEC where they had death row inmates. Uh huh. So I dealt with the real problem child inmates. Real problem child. Okay. You got slain in the spirit, went from the service directly to work. Yes, sir. With all of these. Murders. You know, bad guys. Yes, sir. Okay. And you told me that a couple of them responded to you when you showed up to work. I walked into E-Wing, and as soon as you walked into E-Wing, you have your face shield you have to put on for protection. That way they don't throw no spears or fire or fecal matter in your face. I walked into the wing, and inmates started yelling, I see light. There's something different about you, boss. I'm just going to get over here. i got to talk to you. So I walked by one cell. He went crazy. And he was a devil worshiper. He hid under his bunk, put his blanket on, and started chanting these things. I went to the next cell and I started witnessing to, to the other inmate about Jesus. And I came back to this one so I could witness more to him. Okay. But he started throwing uh, spears and one was on fire and it stuck into my, into my uniform. So then we had to suit up and go, go okay. get him out. Okay. Now here's a point that I want you to see about that. The reason why I wanted David to tell this story. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, was renewed in David that evening before he went to work. And it played out on the job. Are you following me? Yes. When you go, to you go to the job, somebody don't like you, it could be you got something here on Sunday morning. It just could be. You know, when they're just picking on me. No, 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 no. The light that's in you now is starting to shine a little bit brighter, and they don't... How many of you have been woke up about 2 o'clock in the morning with somebody's flashlight right in your eyeballs? How many of you ready to do some fighting? Well, that's what the world does. Because you've been clothed with the anointed one and his anointing, and now the darkness that has a hold of them it's, it's, it's throwing a fit. It's not the person we're dealing with. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against these demonic spirits that want to influence people. They're oppressed. They're depressed. And in some cases, they're possessed. And the anointing in you has more power than that situation. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Yes, amen. But you've got to grasp this understanding and begin to believe it. Amen, it doesn't happen to you just because you show up to church. You've got to begin to apply yourself. Learn, I'm doing this today to, to, as an illustration. To give you understanding. It's not about entertaining you for the moment. If that's what you're getting out of it, you're missing it. Yes. God's got some plans that, and, and people he wants your life to touch. Yes, 
But he wants you to touch them with the power of the Holy Spirit for them to even have a dog's chance to get delivered. And he wants you not to be afraid because you're going to have a little bit of pressure. They pressured Jesus, this whole crowd. He went there in his own hometown to heal them. But they got so mad that they wanted to kill him. But the anointing that was upon him would not allow them to do so. The devil wants to take you out. But if you will be conscious and be clothed with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the attempt of the devil cannot take you out. You will fulfill your days and your destiny in the anointing of Jesus Christ. Are you understanding? Now, remember I told you, thank you David, I appreciate it. Remember I told you if I was going to go turkey hunting or if I was going to go bow hunting, guess what? I got a problem with my face. I got a problem with my face. Where you been? I've been in church. <laughs> I got a problem with my face. And you're expecting to get your prey. Ain't it gonna happen? Nope. Gotta do something about your face. Do you know what you do about your face? Do you know what the helmet of salvation that is put in there starts covering your thoughts? but then it becomes a face protection. Your face protection comes, starts out with your thought being, being renewed. Whatever you give your, give your thoughts to, whatever you give your thoughts over to the most is the direction you're going to go. If you're going to have like the world system has right now, poor me, poor me, poor me, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I just don't know where, I just don't know why, why over there at Omega Church and Pastor Ronnie, he just don't care. He just don't care. He's always hard on me. He preaches hard. Guess what? Your thoughts are not receiving the truth. You're more interested in feeling sorry for yourself than getting your consciousness on what Jesus paid for for you to have in your everyday life. Pastor Zona mentioned it already. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We'll say it another way. Greater is he that is within you than what's going on in the world. Hallelujah. If gas goes to $10 a gallon, I'm going to have gas in my vehicle. Now, I may have to stop more often at the filling station, but I ain't going to run out of gas. Turn to your neighbor and say, I ain't going to run out of gas. Now, listen very carefully. You know why we're going through this? We're going to have to go through it. Do you know why we're going through it? 
because the church is waking up the politicians that they ain't going to get by with this nonsense of manipulating this country anymore. God wants to give this nation back to what he founded it for, the spreading of the gospel, but he's got to change things and the body of Christ is going to go through this and we need to understand some of this stuff. There has to be a change. Amen. God is moving. And it's upsetting the apple cart of the status quo of the corruption that has been in this nation. And if that bothers you, welcome to a slap of the truth. Hello. All right, I know y'all want me to quit. And I will, but I told you we was going to read this out of the message. So I can't lie. So give me just one second. Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll start with 10. And about, and that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you strong. So take Everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best materials. And put them to use so you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no weekend war that we uh, will walk, aw walk away from and forget in a couple of hours. I think I'm going to read that again. This is no weekend war that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple hours. Turn to your neighbor and say, like Sunday morning. <laughs> Remember your face. Nobody will know you're mad if you smile. This is for keeps, a life and death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon that God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You will need them throughout your life. God's Word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and your sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so no one falls behind or drops out. <coughs> Glory to God. Stand to your feet on that one. Amen. This about wraps it up. Yes, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody just begin to thank God right now. Say, thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, thank you Jesus, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. You clothed me with your spirit. Glory to God. You, my identity is hid with you in Christ. Glory be to God. I praise you for it, Father. 
Lord, I thank you, Lord, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, that you draw them by your spirit and help them to come to the knowledge of the truth whereby they crowned you Lord of their life. They say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. If that's you, just say, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Come take my life over. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, Father, we thank you. Because we are believers, I speak to every believer, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for filling our spirits full of your spirit where there's no room left but to overflow like our cup runs over. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you. We give you the praise and the honor. You said the works that you do, Jesus, we shall do also and greater works than these because you went to the Father. Father, I thank you right now that we will get a concept in our consciousness that we're not just poor begging people upon a, a, in a cruel world hoping that one day when we die it'll be worth every pain and agony. No, Lord, we've been empowered the way Jesus was empowered while he was here on earth. Our prayers accomplish things. The sword of your spirit coming out of our mouth, Lord, quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. And Lord, our shield of faith not only protects us, but hides us, Lord, in the finished work of Calvary. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We're not, we're not praying anymore to the devil. We're predators upon the enemy and we're coming after the enemy and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us because Jesus broke open those gates Father we thank you in the name of Jesus that you're empowering us with the same power that raised you from the dead we're no longer subject to the elements when we pray we get an answer when we pray and your word is alive in us and we're, we're alive in you, we can ask what we will and it'll be done. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Glory be to Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We magnify you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise for a moment. Magnify him. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say this with me out loud. I am no longer a prey for the enemy. The enemy now has become my prey. I make my boast in the Holy Ghost. Jesus, your spirit lives in me. Holy Spirit, get a hold of my thoughts. Get a hold of my talk. Get a hold of my walk. Get a hold of my attitudes. Help me to practice your presence in my everyday life. Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.
Now I'm going to pray in just a minute our closing prayer. Do not ever take this for granted. I guarantee you that if we have one, we have two dozen yes. testimonies in the last year and a half at least, maybe more than that. We're near tragedies took place, but God intervened. Amen. You don't, don't take it for granted. Don't take it just as a, uh, a habitual form of prayer. You got to say when you pray, you got to mean what you say and say what you mean. Amen. And it's got to be based upon what God, what God said in His Word. God is a protector. Yes. Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now. As we get ready to leave this place, your grace surrounds us like a shield. We hear your voice and the voice of another we won't follow. Say that with me out loud. We hear your voice, hear your voice. and the voice, of another, the voice of another I won't follow. I won't Thank you, Jesus, that you have given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name of Jesus to use, which we invoke right now. Say this with me. In the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, I thank you that as we get ready to leave this place, that you fill us so full of your love that your anointing shows around about us and through us that every person we come in contact with in our everyday life, the love of Jesus would ooze out of us and touch them. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for these things. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody that wants some of that, say a hearty amen. amen. Glory to God. Give somebody a high faith. Say, I ain't praying no more. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.